thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad that you joined us today for Jesus the Healer. I tell you what, get your Bible, get your notebook and your pen and paper. I, pa paper. <laughs> get your pen and paper. <laughs> your pen and paper. You know why I said that? Because I keep saying that and I go, yeah, I sound like I'm not with it. Like I, <laughs> like, because some people use devices now. So I, you know, I'm not stuck in the past completely. <laughs> but get whatever you want to take notes on. I mean, whether it's your hand, I don't care. We just want you to draw on the answers that God has for your life. And, you know, God will say something to you. Make a note of that because God is stocking the shelves of our life with all of our answers so that when a, a test comes, we're ready to spend that help. Amen. And so we want you to not just be a viewer, but be a doer of what you're going to hear today. And uh, I tell you what, we're believing God for answers for your life. So listen to your answer. You know, that's a sign that we're growing up and we're maturing spiritually is that we're not having to be singled out, but we're hearing our help in a sermon. Right? Yes, right? You know, I remember just growing up with kids. There were four kids, of course, in our family when I was growing up. And uh, mother would go to different ones of us if we were doing it wrong. But sometimes she'd just give a general instruction to all yeah. of us. And what pleased her the most is not when she had to single us out to tell us, but when we would just hear it at the general instruction. That's a sign we're growing up. Amen. When you're hearing your answer, just hearing the sermon, the, the message of the word preached, and you hear it, that means we're growing up. Yeah. So thank yeah. God for that, right? Yeah. And so I say take a note of that. Write it down because you don't want to forget it and you think, well, and when, when, it, uh, when it's quickened to you by God, it seems so fresh, you think you'll never forget it until next week. Yeah. Then you forgot what it was. Yeah. So that's why we say make a note of the things that God says to you. We've been teaching on praise and worship because it is, it is, the life, it is to be the lifestyle yes. of the believer. And uh, I, I'm using really as a golden statement that Brother Copeland made. And I so appreciate it. He says that when we pray, we lay hold of things. Yes. But when we praise, we win battles. Amen. 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 And many times people are just praying and praying and praying. And they're, and they're endeavoring to win, but really praying is for laying hold of things. And praising is for winning battles. Now, why is praising for winning battles? Well, you have to understand praise and worship are like flows, but there's some, there are some differences with it. Praising God is you're praising him for what he has done for yes. you, mm -hmm. but you're also praising him for what belongs to you. That's right. 
that what Jesus has done for you, what belongs to you because you're in Christ, what's been purchased for you, what what has been provided for you. You're praising him for all that he's done for you. Worship is really, worship is simply this, that you're acknowledging who he is. You can acknowledge who he is and never become a partaker of what he's made yours. And so praising, you're praising him for what he's done, praising him that it is yours. Amen. Praising him that it is part of your everyday life, the victory that was won for you. This is why Brother Copeland is so powerful, the statement, when you pray, you lay hold of things, but when you praise, you win battles. What's that mean? You become a partaker of what's been made yours. Because you can know what's yours and be in possession of what's yours, but not partaking of it. Praising makes you a partaker of what he made yours. Because you're acknowledging through your praise what he made yours. Uh, Let let me tell you about one story that really depicts this so clearly. Uh, Years and years ago, I would say probably in the 30s, there, 1930s, there was a, uh, a, a young evangelist. He had gotten married and uh, they had their first child. And right after they had their first child, um, he was diagnosed with tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. Um, so he continued as long as he could, going all around, traveling, preaching, doing his evangelistic work. And everywhere that he would go, he would ask the congregations... Yeah. He would say, would you please pray for me? And he would tell them that he had been diagnosed with tuberculosis. And he said, I'm asking that every time you think of me, would you just say a prayer for me? Well, of course, the congregations were blessed by his ministry. They loved him. They valued his ministry. And so, of course, they were agreeable Mm -hmm. and glad to do that. Mm -hmm. He did that in all the churches that he traveled to. After about a year and a half of doing, you know, traveling, he got to where he was so weak he could no longer travel. Uh He ended up having to go to his in-laws' home, his wife, his new baby, and him staying at the in-laws because basically he could not take care of things enough. And so uh, his wife's parents said, we want you to come stay here. We'll help Mm -hmm. with you during this time. And he just continued to decline and decline in his health going down further and further, getting weaker and weaker till finally he's completely bedridden. Mm. The doctors had given up on him and he had laid in bed and prayed by the hour for healing. And he knew that Jesus was a healer, but he was praying and praying for healing. And uh, one day he thought to himself, he said, you know, I've prayed for hours. He said, I have asked multiple congregations with hundreds of people now collectively, Mm -hmm. they have all said that they would pray for me. Mm -hmm. He said, so if it was prayer that was called for, certainly enough prayer has been offered. So evidently it's not just prayer that's that's called for. And he said, I tell you what, I'm I'm wearied of praying Mm -hmm. and, uh, not really seeing any change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to start 
I'm just going to praise God for healing. I'm just going to praise God. And as he laid in that bedroom, he looked out the window and there was a grove of trees a little distance from the house and he was one that loved to be outside. Mm -hmm. And of course, you can imagine when you're bedroom, tired of laying in the same place, tired of being in the same bed, looking at the same walls and how those walls can seem to move in on you, you know? He looked out that window and he thought to himself, I want to, I, I want to get outside. I, I tell you what, that grove of trees, I'd love to just go to lay under there for a yeah. while. And so he just, he just decided I, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go out and lay in that grove of trees. And he could not, he didn't have the strength to lift himself up physically. And, uh, but he says, God, I ask you to strengthen me to yes. go out there. Yeah. And, uh, he actually ended up crawling out. Everyone was out of the home. They were running the errands, doing their work. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they weren't there to help him. Mm-hmm. And so he ended up with much labor getting out to that grove of trees. Yeah. And while he was, when he finally reached that area, and it was, it was completely in the shade. And he said, God, I tell you what, I'm just going to lay here and I'm either going to praise you mm-hmm. till I die. Come on. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to stay Amen. with no progress. I'm not going. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to keep doing yeah. and doing and not getting. Come on, that's good. Not getting any yeah. advancement yeah. in my condition. Yeah. He said, I, if they find, and you know, and he said, that of course, the whole time he's going out there, of course, the thoughts. You go out there, the family's not going to know where you're at. You're going to die out there. The buzzards will lead you to them. Yeah. And he's, and he said to God, and he said to the devil, well, if the buzzards, find, if if the buzzards lead them to me, yeah. I'm just at least, yeah. right. at least I'm going to die praising God. Amen. Amen. Come on. So he went out there and uh, he fell to the ground once he got out there, to completely exhausted. And he laid there and he could not, he was so drained of energy. He said, I couldn't even open my eyes. I just laid there. And he said, I couldn't lift my voice, but he said, just with a little bit of air that I had, I just say, whisper it, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And just whispering it. Now you can imagine he's feeling a lot. He's aware of a lot. He knows what the doctor has said about his situation. And he's just laying there with his eyes, not even enough strength to open his eyes. He's just laying there whispering mm-hmm. under his breath, praise yeah. the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And he, as he lays there and he does it, he uh, feels himself a bit strengthened. Yeah. He's got his eyes opened. Mm-hmm. Now he's not whispering. Now he's praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he's in a more regular tone yeah. of voice. Mm-hmm. And the longer he's doing it, the louder he, yes. his voice is getting, the stronger his voice is yeah. getting. Because, of course, tuberculosis is a lung condition right. affecting your air flow and your volume level of things. And his body is being strengthened. And he said at the end of two hours, he said the power of God had come up. After two hours of simply praising God, he said, I was standing on my feet with my hands raised and shouting so loud that the neighbors said a mile away they heard me praising God. Now, see, this is the difference. This is what Brother Copeland said. When you pray, you lay hold of things, but when you praise, you win battles. That's, 
this is in describing praise. You're praising God for what belongs to you. You're remembering. You're not trying to get it. You're praying. Listen to that. You're not trying to get it. You're not trying to get healing. You're praising God for the healing that is yours. You're not trying to get prosperity. You're praising God for the prosperity that is yours. You can't just know what's yours. That's right. That, that's a beginning place. But beyond that, you have to become a partaker of what you possess. A partaker of what you possess. You can possess much and not be partaking of any of it. You go, I don't know what you mean by that, Pastor Nancy. If God's made it mine, well, isn't it mine? Well, just like you can have a kitchen full of of food and not partaking of it. It doesn't mean you're eating it just because it's in there. God has stocked the shelves of our spirits with victory, with healing, with provision, with everything we're going to need. But now it's not just our job to say, I have it as a possession, but I partake of it. And praising God turns you into a partaker of what's already in your possession. And if we're not partaking, we're behind in our praising. I said, if we're not partaking, we're behind in our praising. Because praising turns you into a partaker of what you already possess. It doesn't earn the possession of it. It, it, You're not earning and praising God long enough to get it. You're praising God long enough to yeah. turn your faith loose yes. and the power of God meets faith yes. and the anointing of God meets faith and that anointing is what destroys the yoke. He, this young man could have laid there and died praying. And if he would have never gone on to praising, he would have died prematurely. Well, God loves me. He won't let me die. God does love you, but we have to become a partaker through praising what praising him for what he's yeah. already made yeah. ours. Yeah. Yeah. Could your miracle be as simple as praising? Absolutely. 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 Could turning this life and death situation around be as simple as just saying, praise the Lord? It certainly could. <laughs> Absolutely. Just that simple. Well, it just doesn't make sense to me, Pastor Nancy. You don't know what the doctor said. It didn't have to make sense. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Praising is us remembering yes. and putting in our mouth what yes. God has done. Yes. See, we, pray, we praise him for what he has done. What about praising him that he has saved you? That's right. What about praising him that he has made all the blessings of his blessings yours? Praising him for that, you see. You praise him for what he has done and what he has made yours. That turns you into a partaker. But you need to praise him, if I could say this, with knowledge. Knowing what he's made. I I praise you that I am the healed. I praise you that I am the whole. I praise you that I am the prosperous. I, I praise you that you rescued my family. See, praise him specifically. Put the specifics yeah. of, of what he has done and provided for you in your yes. mouth when you're praising. Yes. 
Amen. Amen. Because what you praise him for is what he performs. Amen. Amen. And as I said, worshiping God is worshiping him for who he is. Thank God he's, he's, he's the greater one in us. He is our victor. He is our help. He is our joy. But when I praise him, I take what he's made my possession, yeah. and I bring it into right, right. my right now. Amen. I, I, don't, I don't keep it off in the great someday. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Yeah. Praising brings it into the here mm-hmm. and the right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. How does praising do it? Well, because praise is an act of faith. Yeah. Uh-huh. And God's power meets faith. Uh-huh. And praising is one of the highest ways to yes. release your faith. That's yeah. right. We release our faith through confessing the word, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. But I want you to know praising, praising, praising mm-hmm. is the highest way yes. to release your faith. Amen. That's good. Praising keeps your attention on what belongs to you in Christ and off of what's opposing you in the natural. And what your attention is on is what's going to get movement. I said what your attention is on is what's going to get movement. Now, we saw this in Acts chapter 16 with Paul and Silas. Remember, they'd been beaten, thrown in prison. They were locked up. Their hands were in chains. Their feet were in chains. It's the midnight hour. I guarantee you their bodies, their bodies are feeling some things. They're in, a, they're in a difficult place. They're in a dark, gloomy place. You may say, well, that's my life looks dark. It looks gloomy. Well, there's a remedy. Yes. There's a remedy. And it's not a hard remedy. Amen. It's not hard. I said it is Amen. not hard. Amen. Your situation may look hard to you, but nothing looks hard to God. Amen. When you get into praise, you get into His flow. You get into His view of things instead of your view of things. Paul and Silas, a dark place. Paul and Silas, the midnight hour, which would certainly depict the midnight hour of someone's life. The midnight hour of a test that looks so dark and looks like there's no help, that there's no rescue, that there's no turnaround. It might look dark. And that's where Paul and Silas were. Mm -hmm. And they prayed, but they didn't stop there. It says they prayed and they sang praises. And they did it so loud that it said the other prisoners heard them. They're praying. They are, they are no doubt talking to God, but in their praising, they're partaking of what he made theirs. Praise turns you into a partaker, not just a possessor. It turns you into where that which you possess begins to get movement Uh in your life. Amen. Amen. Could it really be true that you can praise your way into your victory? The victory is already yours, but it makes you a partaker of that victory. Could it really just be as as simple as praise the Lord? Mm It not only could, it is that simple. I said it is that simple. Now, the enemy doesn't want you to know it's that simple because he wants you to keep trying to mentally figure it out. He wants you to keep trying to mentally calculate. He wants you to keep struggling. But in faith, there's no struggle. There's a flow. 
but there's not a struggle. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. That's what Paul and Silas did. They yeah. prayed and they sang praises. Could, yeah. We could say it this way. They prayed and then they became a partaker uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> through right. their praises. Right. And what was partaking? Their deliverance. Yeah. Yeah. They were delivered. That's right? right? Yeah. An earthquake yeah. came. Why? Because they drew out of themselves yeah. Yeah. the flow of what they already possessed, the victory that was already theirs and yeah. in them. Yeah. They right. began partaking right. of it yeah. through their praising. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where so many people, now going back to that story of that young evangelist, Mm -hmm. this is where so many people are stuck. If I can just get more people to pray for me, if I can just get more people to pray. Listen, Mm -hmm. it's right to pray, Mm -hmm. but prayer is not complete without praise. No prayer is complete without Uh praise. The word tells us, let our requests be made known unto God with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a form of praise. There are nine different types of prayers spoken of in the Word. Mm-hmm. We'll look at that a little bit more uh, later specifically. But, you know, there's the prayer of agreement. Right. There's the prayer of faith. Right. There's the united prayer. Mm-hmm. There's the prayer of consecration. Mm-hmm. There's these different types of prayer. Yeah. But the prayer of praise and worship is one of those nine. Right. Uh-huh. None of the other eight will work without the prayer of praise and worship mm-hmm. attached right. to it. Right. Amen. That's good. Yeah. The word tells us, come into his gates with what? Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Right. into his courts with, with praise. praise. Yes. You know, there's an actual location where the throne of God is. Yes. And he's telling you that you come to his throne through a particular yeah. door. Right. Come into his gates with yes. Thanksgiving, right. into his courts with praise. Mm-hmm. Through Thanksgiving and praise, we enter right into his Amen. presence. Amen. 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 We come. Yeah. And remember what it says in Hebrews 4, 16, come boldly Boldly, to the throne of grace. How are you going to come? You're going to come through the gate of thanksgiving Uh and through the courts of praise. That means this is the proper approach to the throne. To be assured of an audience with the throne, you have to approach the throne with thanksgiving and praise. When we approach him with thanksgiving and praise, there's no need that goes unmet at the throne. Once we're in his presence and we lay our requests before him, then we again thank him and praise him and worship him as our helper, as our Lord, as our deliverer. Amen. Amen. So let me say it to you this way. I have some books here. If I were to put up a stack of books here mm-hmm. and uh, if I had a whole row of them, yeah. the only way those, those are safe is to put bookends. Right. Otherwise, they're going to right. fall. That's good. Right? Yeah. I don't want what I've requested of God to fall. Oh, that's good. Amen. Yeah, that's real good. I want it to stand yeah. up. Right. I want it to, I want to partake of uh-huh. and see those requests of God be met. Yeah. yeah. So what do I want to do? I want to make sure they don't fall away from my life. So I bookend them. I bookend this. I bookend it. The bookends to your prayers is praise and worship. Come into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. That's one side of the book. And then let your requests be made known unto God with thanksgiving. That's after you pray. You get it? That's why without prayer and praise, no prayer, excuse me, without praise and worship, no other prayer is complete. That's right. That's right. That's so good. The prayer of agreement, united prayer, the prayer of consecration, uh, praying in tongues, all of that, every bit of it. 
We need to start right. with Amen. our proper approach to God, which Amen. is honoring Him with praise and worship. Amen. And then Amen. after we've made our request known unto Him, we honor that He heard us. Right. We honor that the, yeah. moment we, yeah. the moment we released our yeah. faith, He right. began moving. Yeah. His power began moving. Yeah. Now we honor that by worshiping Him and right. thanking Amen. Him and praising Him. Yes. So the prayer of praise and worship is the bookend to every other prayer we make. It's the most important prayer that we offer. So if we get behind in our praise and worship, what happens is what we requested from God falls away. Because it's not being held up by the proper approach and the proper the proper expression of faith that is released through the prayer of praise and worship. Thank God. Praise the Lord. When you know something is yours in Christ, don't just say, well, I know it's it's mine. Well, praise him for it. Because that young evangelist could have died laying on the bed, praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. He still was praying when he was laying out in that grove. He was just praying the prayer of praise and worship. Many pray the prayer of supplication or intercession. They're just requesting the same thing over and over and they never moved on to a different and higher kind of prayer that would bring that to re- that to that request to fruition. And that is through the prayer, praise and worship. So he still prayed. But it's not by how many people can you get praying for you. It's fine to get someone to pray for you. It's good to get someone to pray the prayer of agreement. He did that, but he got hundreds. It only takes two with faith that agree. So we have to understand the flow and the place of praise and worship. Worship him for who he is, but praise him to become a partaker of what he's already made yours. And if we don't do that, it's not God's fault if we're not partaking. That's right. And as I said, we can get behind in our praising and in our worship. I've been behind at times. If you can look at an arena of your life and say, you know what? I should have more flowing of what God's already made, whether it's more more health, whether it's more peace, whether it's more financial provision, whether it's more answers that you need. That's good. Start catching up in the prayer of praise and worship. Amen. Amen. Thank God for all the steps of faith that we take, but none of them will substitute for one one for the other. They each have their proper place. And there is nothing you cannot praise your way out of. And there's nothing you can't praise your way into. Amen. We measure the flow of God's power by how much we release our faith through praise and worship. Amen. Thank God for the word. We've been teaching out of my book called Worship. We want you to get hold of it because we need to hear these things over and over. We need to drive them into our spirit so that they take residency in us, that they abide in us. That's when the spending of it works. Many times people try to spend what they've not taken what they've not taken ownership of yet. And so we want to get this into your hands. You can go to defrainministries.org. Let us know that you want your copy. And until we see you next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit defrainministries.org. 
When we worship God, we replicate on earth the very same atmosphere of heaven. This powerful book by Nancy Dufresne teaches on how to worship and bring the atmosphere of heaven into your home and surrounding your life. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our annual Holy Ghost meetings in Marietta, California, January 6th through the 11th, 2023 with Nancy Dufresne. We are also excited to welcome Kenneth Copeland and Richard Roberts as our special guests. For more information, please visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.